Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative and Balance Podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Sean Siriani. And before we get into this one, I just want to say today this episode is brought to you by Hopkin Design. Hopkin Design is fronted by the graphic designer, Jeremy Hopkins. He's done incredible work for the famous Vintage Toronto page. That page has over 100,000 followers, and he just started branding his own thing, Hopkin Design, and I think you should give it a click and hit him up for any graphic design, photo manipulation, or touch-up needs. He renovated all the graphics on the official Creative and Balance page, and also did the artwork for our last guest, folk musician Johnny Shea. Cause we're out in the wild. He did incredible work for us, and he can do the same for you. That's Hopkin Design. Click it or die. That's actually not a slogan, but it should be. <laughs> Anyways, we got a great episode coming at you right now. I got the musical act, The Curve, spelt the C-R-V. E. And you're going to hear at the beginning of this interview that I didn't know how to pronounce it. And I asked them. This group is fronted by Riley Murray and Bobby McIntosh. And it's such an incredible dynamic. Riley sings these beautiful melodies. And uh, Bobby McIntosh, you might have heard him before in bands such as Project Wise and in the group Dead Celebrity Status. Along with the singing, he raps verses. And all of this is recorded with an orchestra. It's incredibly unique, beautiful, and cinematic. We're going to hear how this all came to be, how they met. We talk about many other subjects such as creative process and also being an independent artist compared to being a signed artist. Because Bobby pretty much lived both sides of the coin. You hear the pros and cons. I was so interested in... uh, I feel like I learned a lot about perspective and yeah this one's just awesome and also a reminder you can listen to this episode and all my episodes on itunes google play and stitcher or our home base girthradio.com i recommend you just checking that out anyways you'll see pictures of us in the studio a little blurb some music videos and yeah that's all i gotta say right now here comes the curve coming at you right now Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. I don't know how to properly pronounce the name of your group. It's Crew, right? No, no, that's part of it. That's that's okay. Okay. Yes, it's it's, uh, the curve. The curve. Yeah. So C R V E. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And it's it's so perfect for like if somebody like tries to Google your name, it's yeah. like the first thing that pops up everywhere. And yeah. Was that something you had in mind as you're like creating a name? To be honest, it's actually kind of fucked us uh, because it is difficult to 
Google us. When you Google the curve without the U, Google automatically goes, do you mean the curve, like with the U? Oh, so but, like I auto mean, spell and yeah, stuff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the more content we're putting out, the easier it is to find us as, you know, Google loves those algorithms and all of the, you know, Facebook and every time we put something new on Instagram, it, we just get higher and higher in the search. So it's fine. But at first we were like, oh no, why did we take the U out? But, you know, it's kind of for that, right? It's, it's like, cool. If you don't yeah. know, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I want to say, like, Bobby, like, I, I kind of, like, know a, a lot of your history into music. For sure. But you, to me, is kind of an unknown. And yeah. I, I mentioned a little brief story of you in the intro and stuff like this. But I want to know, like, when you started singing and everything like that. Sure. Like, Absolutely. So I actually, for most of my life, wanted to be an actor. And I went to okay. theater school yeah. right around here, George Brown. Um, and then actually got kicked out after my first year. And this was a long time ago, like 15 years ago now. Can I ask, like, why you got kicked out? <laughs> not for being a badass or anything. It's not that cool. Oh, okay. It's just a very competitive school. So, oh, yeah, okay. they, that's kind of part of their process. I don't know if it still is now, but 15 years ago, it was like every semester, they just kind of whittled you down and whittled you down. Like, every day mm. was an audition, basically. Oh, wow. Um, that's intense. Yeah, it was really intense. And I was only... I had just turned 18 at the time, so I don't think I was quite prepared for how tough it would be. Yeah, yeah. But it's fine. But it did, it kind of took away my artistry for a little bit. Like, it really messed with my head to, to be kicked out of this thing that mm, I thought I wanted to do. kind of just knocked the wind out of your sails. And Completely. Oh, so it shit. took me a really long time to get back there again. Honestly, mm -hmm. like, I really just started singing again when I met this guy, Bobby here. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so he kind of, like, sparked the flame again. He did. He inspired yeah. me and he, you know, That's gently so encouraged me. Mm -hmm. And my mom's a singer, so I've always grown up around it and she's been very encouraging as well and, and she's a jazz singer. So I guess it was maybe almost two and a half years ago now. I thought, you know what, maybe I am okay at this and I'd been singing with a with a band like for you know for fun a bunch of guys that I used to work with they're lovely and they still perform under the name of Panda Band um, <laughs> nice. but I was like you know what I, I kind of want to take this to the next level so I started hiring jazz musicians and we would reinterpret cover songs together nice and um yeah, and then at my first gig, Bobby actually got up and uh, rapped an original verse that he completely surprised me with. Mm. Um, that was a total love song to me, and it was oh, so sweet. Bobby! And <laughs> hey. um, it's actually going to be in one of our upcoming songs probably in the next few months. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, and, and from there, you know, the two of us kind of started well, I started singing a lot more, and um, we started collaborating a little bit from there. But, yeah. Cool, cool. Are you familiar with Bobby's work uh, prior to? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge fan of Dead Celebrity Status mm -hmm. and, um, you know, finally just listening to Project Wise. But it's yeah, yeah. very difficult to find that <laughs> of that band. It I have to find them It was everywhere like 2000 to 2002 2001 yes yeah that's uh when we signed with sony music yeah i always uh tell yes the story too but uh yeah before i met you guys or whatever like i would always see it on much loud and that was my show yeah. saturday night i'd flick back from saturday night live to much loud to mad tv it was like nice. this yeah, triple yeah, yeah, thing yeah. going on and 
me and my other teenage buddy, we would play this game called Mosh Pit in my basement. And I remember Room to Breathe came on and us just beating the shit out of each other. And it's just kind of funny, like years later... I'm like your pals. I'm at Yass's wedding. And big shout out to Yass. I love you. It's like, yeah, it's like oh, Yass. that's kind of weird cosmic shit going on. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. And how did you two meet? You could tell that story. Okay. We we actually met online. Okay. okay Cupid, shout out. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's what's funny about it, though, is Bobby hadn't actually talked to... A woman yet he had just joined okay cupid i think like maybe you were two weeks in when we found yeah. each other so you online. got sniped right away just <laughs> 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 pretty much so he got lucky yeah, yeah um but you know i'd actually been on it for a while and had been you know trying to find mr right for mm-hmm. some time and i'll actually never forget when i saw his profile it was so weird. I had this vision of what our life would be like together. And you just like project all this stuff on people's profiles. I don't know if you've ever online dated, but I don't know. Maybe that's just a woman mm-hmm. thing, but I certainly do that. But I'd never felt that way before. Like I saw just his picture and read, you know, his little profile. And I was like, wow, I can totally see myself falling in love with this man. Nice. And obviously I didn't tell him that right away. I yeah, played yeah. it cool. But, you know, we bantered back and forth for like a day and then got on the phone, I think, that same day to chat. Oh, and wow. And then on our first date, it was basically like, okay, let's get off of this thing and try and see where this goes. Yeah, I, I remember... Um, on her profile, her band list, yeah, yeah, like lists of bands and I artists like. that she likes. Yeah, yeah. What were they, dude? It was fucking crazy. Like she was, she liked Black Star, Nas. Mm, okay, Otis okay. Redding. I could see you just your heart melted, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Right away, it's yeah, like, yeah. You had me at Illmatic, <laughs> right? And then, and then film and television. Yeah. <clears throat> The one thing that got me was she loved Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a huge, huge, huge Seinfeld fan. Nice. I was like, this is too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And at the time, I was actually working on a TV show theme song band with my friend Chad that we yes. sadly never got off the ground. It's such a good idea. Um, and I think that was one of the things you wrote me, too. You were like, what? TV show theme song band? That's so crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Were, were you starting to put like some tunes together do you remember which ones you guys were going to do for the band or was it just the yeah, concept no we had we had nine that we were like down pat um i think we played one open mic and then just kind of lost our steam but we did the baywatch theme song nice uh the raccoons which is i remember that that's super canadian that, though, right yeah mm-hmm. is it oh i, I didn't so. oh it must be because like i don't think raccoons show. are necessarily a problem everywhere else or yeah. like a creature everywhere else but mm-hmm. yeah that theme song is gorgeous um really intense and passionate for a child's um, tv show <laughs> um what else did we do three's company we had laverne and shirley the jeffersons which i actually ended up doing covers of with my jazz band because that's a wicked tune incredible yeah yeah so those were a few of them you didn't Some have cheers ones. though did you have cheers? no we didn't have uh, cheers we didn't learn that cheers. one yet <laughs> that's probably why we didn't get off the ground guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's incredible yeah and uh yeah, so you guys started this uh, this project, the Curve. Yeah, I have to train myself to pl- to say it now. <laughs> now that I know how to pronounce it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was something like coming in today too. It's like I've been listening to like all of these, like all your videos, and I'm like, I don't even know the fucking band name. That's so funny. But um, but yeah, like how did 
this become a thing? Because it's very interesting music. Like, I find it, like, cinematic. I was trying to actually explain it to somebody today. I'm like, it's kind of cinematic, and then there's the pretty lady vocals, kind of Adele-ish, and then there's a rapper, and it's almost its own thing, and it just kind of creates this really cool romantic type of atmosphere to me. Like, Wow, thank yeah. you, man. That's beautiful. That's a good compliment. Yeah, like... Did you guys, did this just come out naturally to you or was it something like super calculated? Definitely wasn't calculated. Um, yeah. I recall I was at the Rex on Queen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Riley was doing a, a gig there. And uh, after the show, I immediately walked up to her and I, I obviously said that was incredible and amazing. And then I said, we need to start a group. Mm. It just happened just yeah, like that, yeah. right? Yeah, and I mean, at the time, what was really interesting is the f- the very first gig that I had where I hired these amazing jazz musicians, Jordan O'Connor and Eric St. Laurent for, Bob- and Bobby got up, as I mentioned. Um, right after that show, Jordan, the bass player, wrote me and was like, I, I'm a symphonic composer, and I had already known this about him. I'd been to see his symphonies before, and he said, I've always dreamt of doing a symphony with a rap artist because, you know, I just love the rhythmic quality of that juxtaposed with, you know, the beautiful symphonic sound. Would Bobby be interested in that? And Bobby had, like, literally said to me that same night, I love Jordan. I think his playing is so interesting. I'd love to work with him. So I was like, this is serendipitous. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the two of them got together, and for about... That that gig happened in October, and then my gig at the Rex was April. So for several months, the two of them got together, and they started writing songs. And initially, you know, the songs were going to be, like, just maybe for other artists or really just because they're super creative. It was like they can't not write songs when they get together. <laughs> I don't even cool. know if you guys had a solid plan for them. And then, yeah, it wasn't until the gig at the Rex that you were like, actually let's bring let's bring Riley in and and then that's kind of how that came about but you know to your question of like was it calculated I think what's kind of if I may say great about the curve is all three of us Jordan Bobby and myself bring really different styles to the table so it's not calculated I think it's actually just so authentic like Jordan is jazz and symphonic and classical music background and Bobby's obviously an incredible lyricist and rapper and then I am such a huge fan of soul music and you know feel like that's kind of what drives me to sing is is that kind of vibe so it's I think we've been able to mix those three styles kind yeah. of nicely with the music we're putting yeah out and now. it just kind of makes a product that's so unique too like I said like I had trouble explaining it to somebody today <laughs> but I'm like it's great <laughs> at the same time. So. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And also what's really cool, too, is, like, a lot of people try to, like, simulate an orchestra sound on, like, tracks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you guys actually work with a legit orchestra, too. And that's that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna Jordan, awesome. Jordan O'Connor, shout out to Jordan, um, is a super, super talented symphonic composer, right? And And you're right. I mean, when you hear people composing... Uh, symphonic styles over like hip-hop tracks um there's a lack sometimes of understanding of how that sound should sound mm-hmm. jordan has that ear he's, mm-hmm. you know what i mean he's gifted with that ear in mm-hmm. terms of how to layer things um he's brilliant so yeah and yeah, yeah it just seems like the three of you just have like a crazy chemistry as well which i think really makes the magic too because you you can hire like a guy who does a symphony but if he doesn't like 
I don't know, fit to your ideas or whatever. It just kind of doesn't work out in a way. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, I shout think out to him. Yeah, mm. we've been, you know, I think really lucky to find each other, honestly. Like, it feels like cosmic destiny, to be honest, without sounding super cliched. But, I mean, I obviously, Bobby and I have a huge love for each other romantically, but Jordan mm-hmm. is like both of our best friends so you know we get together every single saturday jordan has an amazing full studio in his house and we're so lucky to just be able to spend our weekends together kind of riffing and you know luckily what comes out is you know what we're putting out so it's nice but there's no pressure there's no um you know someone breathing down our necks to get the next song out the door we've sort of established a cadence um and it's interesting that you say that you use the word cinematic to describe us because mm-hmm. that's kind of how we would define ourselves. We're a, a musical group with a cinematic soul vibe. Yeah. And, you know, part of the reason for that is not only is Jordan super talented as a musician, but he's also an incredible director and videographer and editor. Oh, cool, cool. So every single we put out is a music video as well. Nice, and, nice. And yeah, and that's on purpose too. You know, we're, I think, artists in this multi-sensory way and... Bobby, you can speak more to this, but I know you write with visions in mind. And so Jordan kind of helps us bring that to life. Mm-hmm. And we're really lucky for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, like she mentioned, like a lot of your lyrics are storytelling, too. And yeah. do you want to touch on that, too? Like, Yeah, I mean, 100 percent. I mean, when I write, I do have a, vi- a visual in mind. Right. Um, I, I think what's really cool about this group and something that. I haven't been able to experience with Project Wise or Dead Celeb is, I think Riley touched on it, being able to create without deadlines oh, okay. and pressure mm-hmm. yeah. is honestly the most freeing feeling mm-hmm. I've had as an artist, right? Yeah. I mean, since the beginning, I mean, after Money Asses first uh, independent album with project wise it's been label after label which means there's yeah yeah deadlines. and it's not just mini labels it was like sony and shit right it was or, sony yeah. then warner and then yeah. the bulldog deal was was big for dead celeb uh it's just been constant um deadlines and and and, and you know the the corporate uh, entity of music yeah um we're able to sit in a studio uh and create whatever the fuck we want mm-hmm does it almost feel like you're going back to your roots of why you started doing this? And, like, maybe the corporate thing kind of made it feel more like a job than, some, like, you Yeah, no, fun? definitely yeah. it did feel like a job. I think I think most artists would tell you that. I mean, you love... All artists love making music and creating, but when you start to blend commerce with art, there's a, there's a, there's a thing that, that you don't understand until you go through it. Yeah, and yeah. And when you go through it, it... It, it fucks you up, man. It, it changes your perspective, your vantage point of who you are as an artist and your relationship to your own music, right? Mm-hmm. When you're not under those shackles, those industry shackles, so to speak, yeah, yeah, it's a different feeling, man. It's a different vibe. You can create, you can, f- you can, you can fail, you could try things, you could do a million different things. And at the end of the day, it makes the art better. So we're in a lucky position where we get to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Like you seeing like almost all sides of the coin of like just going through it, like 
an artist's journey, like from the major corporate side to just being free and stuff like that. And some people can look at the corporate side from like a distant, like like not being in your shoes and see you like touring with like an Ozzy Osbourne, for yeah. example. And like, oh yeah, that's what I want. I want. And yeah. then you get there and it's just like, holy fuck, there's got to be like the craziest stress and like. Mm-hmm. It's, just to be on, like, in front of, like, a thousands and thousands of people and, like... It's I just, it's undefinable, right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think about, you know, back to memories all the time, even with Yas or or my other bandmates. Or, or um, it's, it's a difficult thing to explain. Uh, you work your whole life, uh, at least back then, uh, getting a record deal was, like winning a fucking grammy yeah yeah right? it was the only way to get put on yeah there was no youtube was no soundcloud YouTube. anything you had not to, like nothing, get dude. that so crazy so you had to at least in our case get in a van you know what i mean six dudes and tour and play for gas money and sometimes lose out on the gas money mm-hmm. <laughs> eat a bur- hamburger a day which we did for a couple months you just work and you work and you work and then finally you get uh, if you're lucky you get that major label interest. And when we signed our deal, it was the happiest day of my life. But then you realize that's where the work actually begins, yeah. right? Yeah. That's that's when the things start to happen. Yeah. Um, and with money and success uh, comes other things. And you nailed it on the head. Comes stress. Um, just comes a lot of different factors. And... I never understood why back in the day why bands would break up like when they're big and on a roll. I'm like, why the fuck would you? Yeah, do yeah, that, you idiots! Yeah. This is like yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah. But then I understood it. Yeah, yeah. Being yeah. in a tour bus with a, a full band and mm-hmm. it doesn't Being matter on festivals, how much money you see you're other people's dude. problems too. And like, totally, one hundred percent. So, and the yeah. lifestyle I'm sure really takes a toll on you and then on yeah. your relationships too, right? So it's hard to stay yeah, away. From I mean, that, you're not around sure. family. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard to keep a relationship. Mm-hmm. when you're on the road right uh, yeah, yeah when you're gone for a year yeah touring right so uh and then there's the other things the drugs and the alcohol uh luckily we never got involved with that mm-hmm. um, but yeah man it's a different life mm-hmm. it's a crazy life yeah yeah it's just i don't know I, i'm so interested in like <laughs> i don't know your perspective on that whole thing because i'm just such an outsider to it too but it's it's kind of like a reason why i do these types of shows like, like I don't know, just be able to ask these questions of, like, whatever an artist is doing. And, and um, yeah, back to the curve, too. Like, yeah. um, a year ago, I believe it was a year ago, I seen another project you put on, mm. Riley, and mm-hmm. you rapped on it. And it was dealing with the Gomeshi trials yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. which was incredible by the way like wow, i'm almost like getting like goosebumps you can, i can't hide it with my hair here but it's like <laughs> I, I like funny. i didn't know what to expect going in that day i knew bobby was gonna be performing i'm like yeah i'll show up i gotta work in the morning i'll come for an hour or whatever and then like i remember just walking out of there i was like whoa <laughs> like that was like next level yeah deep and like how did that like all like become a thing with uh, Jordan and everything? Like, so that was actually all Jordan, and yeah. that it's funny that was the original symphony that he emailed me about. So mm-hmm. after hearing Bobby rap at my gig, he, I think I don't know if he had in mind him to rap on the decision at that point in time, but I yeah. think as you guys started talking, um, I think the two of you realized you obviously share very similar views on feminism and on, you know women's rights and sexual violence being obviously a horrible thing and you know the Gomeshi trials were 
really huge at that point. I don't. I think the first time that they put it, you guys put it on, it was November. So it would have been after he was he'd already been um, not charged with everything. The verdict came back not guilty then, and that was kind of the impetus for the whole mm-hmm. show. But the original show happened in November, and then um, you know I sort of said to Jordan, I think there's appetite for this. I think people yeah, could really lots of people do are something. angry and yeah, yeah. totally. And um, you know I have I work in PR, and I said you know the anniversary of the trials coming up on March 24th. I think we should remount this then, and let me you know put some PR behind it for you because I'm super passionate about it but I mean you and Jordan really came up with the whole thing um, this is d- it was done with a group that Jordan plays with frequently he's the um, artistic director of this chamber choir or chamber orchestra mm. called Euphonia so they perform I think like once a quarter with all these amazing symphonies that Jordan writes himself but this was the first time they'd incorporated um, spoken word or rap into it so yeah tell them about how you wrote your pieces to that because it, it was pretty incredible. Yeah, and you, well, I wrote you, it in our living room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. No, honestly, man, check one off the bucket list. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I've always wanted to perform with a, a symphony or an orchestra. So, was that your first time with the symphony backing you? 100%. Cool, cool. That was my yeah. first time. Um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I went to one practice with jordan just to run it through once or whatever oh no way yeah, yeah. and then uh, bobby doesn't like to practice yeah yeah no <laughs> it's all hard practice <laughs> man practice. i don't even write yeah. <laughs> I just, give me the mic i definitely write yeah <laughs> no i mean just to, to stand up there with a symphony back in you is a different feeling right mm. than performing with a live rock band yeah did you like Almost like channel that energy going through you as you're like rapping. It, it, and like, like I said, it was a surreal feeling. Yeah. It, it felt different than 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 performing with, say, Project Wise or yeah, having a Celeb. DJ or a band. Yeah, like, yeah, like a completely different entity, right? Um, it felt super cool, man. Super rad. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know the subject matter was so critically important to all three of us, and you know I don't want to speak for the the orchestra but I'm pretty sure everyone there had you know a lot of passionate feelings about it and Mm -hmm. your verse just cut through everything like it was so so powerful yeah it was almost like everything was like building up to the verse too because it came later on in the show yeah Mm -hmm. and then you just fucking dropped the bomb (laughs) and I just I remember the standing ovation too and it was beautiful I was just like oh my god Bobby's just yeah yeah it was a rush it was it was pretty incredible and you know we purposely um held it at a race space which um is an awesome little venue on walnut street like just past trinity bellwoods south of bellwoods and um you know they you rent it out by the hour it's really reasonably priced oh, really? and yeah. yeah you can sell your own like booze in it so you make a little money off that if you want to cool. and uh, you know you can kind of take over the whole space and make it your own and you know we were able to rent it out for the full night and afterward you know i think you'd be hard pressed to find a woman who hasn't been sexually harassed mm-hmm. if not assaulted yeah so you know i think when it was done everyone in the audience was just kind of like whoa yeah like i 
I don't want to get up. I don't want to leave. Like I need to talk this out. I need to, you know, really feel what I'm going through. And so mm-hmm. we stayed there for like quite some time, just like talking to each other and yeah. enjoying drinks. And Did like, you have like uh, maybe anybody in the audience who maybe ha- didn't feel like they could talk about it, like come up to you and talk about it or? Well, I mean, not really, but a, yeah. a friend, well, she was actually an acquaintance at the time. I mean, she was sitting beside me and like, bawling yeah, so yeah. I mean you have to figure that something had triggered that mm-hmm. um, and you know again it's just as a woman you realize like probably everybody in here has a story to tell which is awful but um, yeah. you know also great that we're able to do it in a safe space yeah, and yeah. what was crazy about the second remount of that show is you know I did reach out to Now Magazine and um, kind of pitched them on the story and said do you want to talk to these guys you know it's what's really interesting about it the whole message behind the show was violence against women is a man's issue and I don't know that it's really been framed up that way before mm-hmm. and you know Jordan and Bobby's whole point in that was like we're the ones actually doing the assaulting and the violence so why aren't more men actually taking a stand about this yeah, why are yeah. we just leaving it to women and being like well you wore a short skirt or well you drank too much it's like no it's never mm-hmm. a woman's fault it's always up to the dude to like not do it and um, you know it should be up to the dude to try and stop it and be more vocal about it so that was kind of the um, the way I frame this up to the the writer it now and she actually wrote me back and was like this is crazy but I'm really good friends with Lucy Decoteer who was the first woman to come out publicly against Gian Gomeshi and very famous in her own right for her role in Trailer Park Boys um, and she was like would you guys want to talk to her and I'll just record the guys talking to Lucy and we'll see where it goes so Jordan and Bobby did like, how long did you guys talk to her? I feel like it was almost two hours. It was a very long conversation. Yeah. So Lucy lives in Halifax yeah. and the three of them got on the phone uh, with the, the journalist at now and talked for like two, three hours and they transcribed the whole thing and Ooh, published wow. it on in Now Magazine. And that was like, an, honestly, such a, an amazing thing to see because Lucy originally said to the guys as soon as you started talking like when I heard about this symphony about basically what I went through I thought why the fuck didn't you call me yeah (laughs) (laughs) book me on the show yeah totally (laughs) let me be part of it yeah um and uh you know, I think Jordan was like, it honestly didn't even occur to me that I could call you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it, plus it's such like a sensitive topic too. Like say, it's like, hey, I'm doing this show about it. Come out. Like, it's, yeah. you, don't, you don't know yeah. how she's going to react to it. Exactly, and, but, exactly. But, you know, I think what's really beautiful about the the resulting conversation is, you know, you guys were able to chat through some really, really hard stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, in the end, I ended up reaching out to her and talking to her and I feel like, you know, we're, you know, Facebook friends for life, basically. We haven't had a chance to meet yet, but it was just really amazing to see that story come full circle and, and hear from someone who actually went through it. And it was heart like heartbreaking as well. Yeah, definitely. She's, you know, still dealing with the repercussions of speaking out against him and what mm-hmm. that means for her life. Like we can't even imagine, but, yeah. um, you know, it was it was really, really cool to have that discussion. And I didn't even have it. I, should, I shouldn't speak for you, Bobby. Tell me how you well, felt I about mean, the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, like you said, it's just ultra sensitive, right? Um, I remember when we were talking about it and 
she was asking about the first time we did the show and I had told her that uh, well after the show people kind of congregated and we're talking about about the issues and, and things of that nature and she was blown away by that yeah and it made me realize wow that's that's a crazy crazy thing because I'm used to as an artist taking the stage and I have my political my social beliefs that I put in my music mm-hmm. but when you're done playing the show it's you know people uh, you sign autographs or you just yeah, take pictures take pictures or you just go backstage and, and relax this is the first time I've played a show stepped off stage and felt that sensitivity in the air yeah I wasn't even thinking of it till like right now as you say that but I remember like after it was done it felt like me as an audience member that we all just kind of like came together for this moment and it's you guys are touching on a subject that usually gets swept under the rug so it's like kind of making it this safe space that everybody can just talk about these issues and it's very important that think that's fucking amazing that you guys did that like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah it's just i don't know it's it's something so special like i love this duo this is yeah this is cool like so so yeah what what are you guys working on like right now are you guys uh still recording stuff like you said you riff almost like every weekend yeah and yeah, we're yeah. Like, do you guys that. got a set plan or just still just kind of like just yeah riffing i mean around and- like you said we're, we're writing consistently all the time right now uh we just finished up a song it's called looks so happy um we finished that up last weekend we recorded final vocals for it uh, and we're in the process of shooting a video for it cool fact, cool tomorrow we're shooting some more scenes and what's crazy about this video, I think I think if you watch the first Curve video till now, you could kind of see that they're kind of getting a little bit more um, abstract, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah. bit more out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one definitely is. It's, it's going to be like a 10-minute mini film. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is really fucking cool. So we're shooting some stuff tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Exciting. Which we're excited about. And the song that we have, the, the latest song that we've released, actually does kind of touch on um, similar, well, the exact same theme as The Decision. So it's a song called When the Lights Go Out. And oh, okay. um, we'd actually written it well before the Me Too movement. I remember like sitting in our old apartment writing it. But, um, you know, we needed the Me Too movement long before it came out too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it touches on similar themes as that. The the chorus is like, we love a pretty girl when the lights go out and it's almost like this mm. tongue-in-cheek refrain. Um, you know, speaking to the way that women are kind of put often in boxes and objectified and, you know, really only loved when it's like time to... Yeah, yeah. You know, get down and dirty. Um, and then Bobby's verse, just like, you know, what you wrote for the decision I think is really cutting and deep and very much yeah it very much focuses on you know the male perspective but not not in a way that men often talk about sexual assault you know i think Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of conversation coming out of the me too movement of men being like well i don't even know what to do anymore can i touch a woman can i look at a woman and it's like fuck off just don't sexually harass us yeah yeah. (laughs) 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 you know bobby's verse doesn't even go there it's just actually like we're we're born shitty and like we need to 
kind of get that out of us, essentially. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, That's the first line. line. <laughs> <laughs> first bar, born shitty. <laughs> like, this is the best shit I've ever written. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is why oh, I don't write incredible. the lyrics. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that video came out a few weeks ago. Um, so we're still kind of, you know, pushing that one a bit um but yeah that video also featured a really good friend of yours krista um in a very abstract and beautiful way as well yes yes yeah 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 yeah. awesome makeup artist yes exactly and she makes these stunning masks and so she's in the video with this gorgeous mask and Again, like Bobby said, our videos are just getting more and more abstract. Yeah. So you're kind of like, who is this beautiful creature? But you'll never know. Yeah, She's yeah. Just there. You guys made a trailer for this, right? Or yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back in yeah. where did when did we release it? We were in we were away when we put it out. Actually, so it would have been early February. But yeah. 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 Nice. So yeah. It's it's interesting too how you guys release music too. It's always got the video matching with it yeah which is so perfect because it does sound like i keep saying this over and over again like a movie and Mm. like i was gonna ask like have you guys ever reached out to like a film company or anything or would you wait for something that fits it perfectly because no that's a great question i mean i think the the actual one of the goals we have is to to do that so i think at this stage we're such a new band you know it's been a year we've put out Look So Happy will be our eighth single. So yeah, I think at this stage, we're just kind of picking up steam and, you know, developing a buzz and an audience. But the plan is definitely to try and seed it with, um, you know, film and television eventually. And that's, you know, part of the strategy behind wanting to have a visual component to everything we release as well so that it's easier to envision it in that space. Yeah, um, so Aside cool. from it just being fun and like part of our yeah. artistry, <laughs> there is a little strategy behind yeah. it too. And I find like I usually consume your music with the video as well awesome and um do you have you guys done a full length yet or a ep or anything or you just yeah it's so interesting i love like how it's just a different way to put out your songs yeah that's that's yeah it's cool it's cool yeah i mean i mean the music industry has changed so much dude it's like the wild wild west yeah and gotta do something stand out too and but nobody knows what to do do you know what i mean yeah yeah i feel that too i feel that there's no like this doesn't come with a booklet, you know, a yeah. guide to how. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? And yeah. sometimes you'll do one thing and say it just pops off. You get thousands of views or whatever. And then you do it again and it's just like, oh, there's crickets. Like, yeah. what, what's yeah, yeah, going yeah. on? Like, it's so true. Yeah, but, no, yeah. definitely. I mean, back back in the day, there was a format, right? Um, when I first started, there was, you know, you play shows. Um, you build up an audience uh, big enough where the label's become interested and then you get you sign a record deal so a record deal was the ultimate goal for an artist nowadays that's not true yeah yeah Uh, the internet is the record deal Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and i keep seeing like more and more like some of these mainstream artists drop their label and it's like hey we can do it better than the label now and like you said like just being moving through the wild west of the internet and yeah yeah, exactly and you know i find it very interesting um that we can do whatever we want Mm -hmm. and try things and fail at things yeah fail multiple times at Mm -hmm. things um in order to achieve what we would deem as success right Mm -hmm. that's exciting to me man so i don't know when we're gonna put out an album 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe right? never. Maybe just keep making these <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. things Sink and house. then yeah. Yeah, slap it together, throw it in a theater somewhere. I think eventually somewhere. we will. Yeah. Um, but I promise you, it'll be done in a completely different way. Yeah. Just like we haven't played live yet as the curve. Um, we're working on that, and I can yeah. promise you that won't be done in a completely different way. It won't be a band getting up in a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's going to be different. It's going to have a theatrical, large theatrical component, nice. a large visual component. Nice. It's going to be weird. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be us. There are no rules, dude. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 such a freeing thing that we could do whatever we want and take chances. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big part of um, you know who we are is kind of okay. This is the way the music industry is trending. Great. Let's go left. You know, it's yeah, just yeah. See what totally challenging the status quo, doing, mm-hmm. like you said, the wild, wild west of like the Internet and of recording and, you know, just changing it up all the time too. like our initial plan was let's release a single with a video, you know, as often as we possibly can mm-hmm. and see how that goes. And, you know, thank you for following our music. And you mentioned you have. So you'll you probably notice like the first song was really dark and probably the first two songs were really dark. The third song was like this really soft, like romantic, almost upbeat piece. So, mm-hmm. you know, every song is completely different. And we're kind of in a stage right now where we're testing the waters with each. Right. And yeah, seeing yeah. the feedback that we get and understanding like what does our, you know, what tickles our fan base is fancy and but also it's kind of freeing that we don't necessarily have to care that much about that at this stage and it's just like let's make art that we want to make and put it out there it's so cool and that's probably why i get such like a authentic vibe from it too it's just you you could tell you guys are just i don't know doing it for the love like there's like you feel like the romance in it and like i don't I don't even know how to articulate what I'm trying to say. It's just like a, a vibe I get from your music that I don't get anywhere else. And it's great. It's great. Yeah. That means Thanks. a lot. Thank you so much. Or we could so go much. like the ACDC route and make the same song over yeah, and over. Yeah, over and over. <laughs> 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 well, the first one I liked. So, yeah, I keep doing that. <laughs> Shake me all night long. <laughs> I'm going to make a hundred of those. Yeah. 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 Why not? Right? Same <laughs> video. <laughs> no, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of like a, I don't know, a ballsy move like to even just be like, okay, everybody's promoting this this one way. We're going to do it differently and see what happens. And yeah. I feel like you guys have been getting like really positive feedback from it. Because it also like it stands out. You got to think like. We mentioned the Wild West. Lots mm. of people, they'll see somebody do something, and they're like, okay, we that's the format. It worked for them. Let's do this. Let's do this. And you guys are just taking the whole other, like, fork in the road, other way. It's like, bam. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we don't need an EP. We're just going to drop a music video, music totally. video, music video. Well, I mean, we're lucky in a sense, too, that we have a lot of experience on our side, right? Yeah, yeah. We've been through a lot of things. You know, Bradley has, uh, Jordan has, I have, mm-hmm. within the music industry. So, I mean... When you when you get that experience, you understand that that, uh, for example, uh, a young artist uh, thinks that they could make one song and one single, and then they'll try and push that to radio, not yeah, understanding yeah. that that's not how radio works. Like yeah. you don't, mm-hmm. the radio's not going to go. I love this song. I want to put it on. Yeah, no. they're not coming. Songs to you. get paid to get played <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hits hits are made by money. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. It's not the. The, the quality of the song, the value yeah. of the song, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe the song is good, but mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with that, right? Yeah. So I think 
we're at a place in our lives as well, we're older as well, um, that, you know what, we're, I don't care about radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I don't care about any Well, we're of that. making songs that are 10 minutes long. We definitely don't care <laughs> about <laughs> radio. And I mean, I've had success with our radio in the past, too. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah there's no. no one way to do it. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, aside from, like, the experience and, you know, not giving a fuck, the other thing that um, we have on our side is that we're surrounded by amazing artists in our community. You know, people like you who are, like, willing to lend a hand and, like, let us come on your show. (laughs) Anytime. Thank you. And then, you know, we've got, you know, I have, most of my friends are actors, so we've, like, enlisted them for our music videos. I have got a lot of friends with adorable children, so they've been in some of our music videos. So cool. Um, You know, the people we're shooting on Saturday are friends of mine, too. So, you know, it's... I, Chance the Rapper said this when he won a Grammy that being an independent artist doesn't mean you do things by yourself. It means freedom. And, you know, I don't think anything exists and can be successful without a community of, you know, like-minded people around you to prop you up. And we're so lucky to have that and, and so grateful to, like, everyone that's ever helped us out and know that we're probably going to count on them a lot more <laughs> as we continue to grow. So yeah, it's yeah. very cool. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, closing, anything else you guys want to say? Or what's next? What's next? What's so next? you got the video. Yeah. yeah. So Look So Happy's coming out yeah. next. I would say, you know, if I can do a plug, subscribe to our YouTube channel, yes. The Curve, C-R-V-E. Binge on- watch all of it. How, how many do you have out now? Seven. seven. Look So okay. Happy will be eight. Wow. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Um, that's my big plug. You can buy our music on iTunes if you want. Yes, <laughs> and Spotify, yes, Tidal, support them. The <laughs> that's it. How about you, babe? Yeah, check out our music and Slayer rules. Mm, <laughs> Slayer. <laughs> Earth Radio. I make a rebel yell. Slay that king with the sharpest tongue. We are a flock of birds. Flying down south for the revolution. Stop a riot. 20,000 at your door. We won't surrender none. We will paint your white flag with war.
Tend to be faithful, wiping the dirt from our halos. We want American things, but we cannot pay it in pesos. Confederate flags on the porch. Two, two hands on a pump. 21 shots in the aimed at Trump. Fucker, nine to five, we skydive. Play the king. We are Kind of morbid, distorted. It's about these two little birds. One of them grew up an orphan. The other one's perched on a pedestal, wearing gold-plated wings and a fortune. Now the poor bird's singing war words, 'cause the rich bird left her broken. Now she wants a piece of the pie, a reason to breathe, a reason to fly. She never cared about beautiful wings. She only wanted a piece of the sky. Now she clips his wings. He fell to the ground by the kids on the swings. Laid up, no wake up. Birds ain't meant to be caged up. Thank you. 